0: Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Mi gente bella, my beautiful people. Welcome to another edition of Santana Says, where we talk about everything from Roblox to relationships, everything in between, and the overall journey of life. I am super excited. I almost messed up the intro because I was so pumped, but um I am excited to not only bring you another show, but it's a banger, y'all. So, not only is it still women's history, mom. So, we are highlighting different women. And honestly, I wanted it to be on purpose like just women from the community, people that I I know people that you might not normally hear about. That's why I wanted to be able to highlight this month. And I feel like every month we should be able to do that, but especially a little extra this time around. But I have the super pleasure and honor to introduce you to my sister.
1: Hello, hello.
0: So I don't know that everybody knows that I have a sister. I think some people are still learning that. But, and I am also, you know, loving the fact that I also have been learning more about, you know, my sister, my family. This is on my dad's side. And so, you know, this has been a tremendous new relationship that I have been able to form. I'm super, super grateful for it. And you all will definitely find out why just by getting to know her and all of that. So with that, could we, Theo uh let the good people know who are you? A little bit about your journey. Just yes, who are you?
1: Absolutely. Um so my name is Fiov Delisa Volanek. Yes. Um I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner. I have, um, I'm a mom. I have two boys. My oldest is 24 and my youngest is going to be 15 here pretty soon. Um, Growing up, I wasn't raised by my biological father and I ended up finding out later in life that I had a sister. We didn't meet until, what was that, like two, three years ago? Yeah, two or three, yep. Yeah. And let me just tell you, I have never been so nervous in a bar, yet, trying to drink margarita, <laughs> letting the bartender know that I was going to meet my sister for the first time. So trust me, I had a lot of nerves that night and it was very much like a kismet kind of moment. Right. Um when she walked in, as you can tell, we're both wearing our glasses. Right. We had very similar mannerisms. We ended up going into uh, very similar fields. And um, exactly. it just felt very comfortable. Like you, you know, we just felt very comfortable with each other. It was a very new experience for me. And we had a lot of very interesting <laughs> conversations that night. Yes, we did. That needed to be discussed. Absolutely. Right. And I'm very, very grateful that she's in my life along with my nieces at this time. So that's really a little bit much. about you. Yes. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. I live in the land. I don't know what else uh, you want to Oh, no, no that, was, right? no. that
0: was more than helpful. Okay. And of course, and grounding wise, I wanted to be able to let everybody know. So if you have never, you know, I know there might be other people out there who might have not met their siblings either or like, or maybe in the process of trying to reconnect with family or what have you. I can tell you. So I want to start by saying that I, for the longest time, I purposely would say so there was one point in time where I also didn't have communication as you know as you mentioned with my biological father either there just was one point where we weren't he wasn't in um my life and uh, but there also was a point where he also intentionally wasn't in my life because I wasn't seeking him out either so mm-hmm. like you know i feel that for the longest time i held a lot of resentment I was definitely very, like, upset with how the situation went. I have since learned to let that go, and I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful that I did. I didn't realize that I was robbing myself, you know, Mm -hmm. of, like, an opportunity to get to know a side that I had always wanted to know about but wasn't sure how to step Mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like the other thing is that I didn't know there was going to come with such a great gift in the form of a sister because I always wanted a sister. And so it was just... Incredible to me that, like, now I'm sitting here with you, like, today. Oh, so, no, you know, absolutely. Like, it's been... But I think you mm-hmm. you also definitely said it that, like, what was most fascinating, though, honestly, was just how much we had in common. Like, mm-hmm. I've never met you, but I literally mm-hmm. felt not only connected to you, but that we related on so many different levels. I'm uh, sure absolutely, you...
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And growing out, up, you know, yes, absolutely without... My biological father. I had my own issues as far yeah. as uh, abandonment kind of issues and stuff like that. Right. So that was all very deep for me to process. And, Absolutely. You know,
0: Damn.
1: of course, moving forward, we're, we're all trying to move forward with our relationship and everything. It's been very positive to have you be this, uh, you know, very positive president, presence, you know, in our life. So, like, it's just been very, it's it's been a cool experience overall. Like, yeah, I can see how it could be intimidating for some to reach out to family that they don't know, right? you know. Um, but I'm so glad that we did. Oh, my gosh, like, yes. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad that we did. And that we're local. So, like, yes. we
0: now, I've been learning. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing is that I didn't know that Puerto Ricans had family reunions. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, so, yes. apparently on our side, on our dad's side, we got the family reunions and they go deep, y'all. Apparently there'll really be, like, family that. from all over. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes, so, really yes, so. we have family. And apparently our lineage goes back to, like, France. So, yes. shout out to that. Yes. Apparently we learned that. I mean, yes. hey. So, there we have go, some there's French. There's a lot in of us. history there. There's
1: there, a lot of history. Yeah.
0: So, it's been great to, like, unpack all that. But I am glad that, you know, you happen be local too because I know Mm -hmm. that you like you said you native to a good old Cleveland for those who know that we are coming to you from Ohio Um, but it has been really great like seeing that and like you said I agree with the encouragement piece so that's been and that's something I've always been trying to say like really women we should just encourage one another anyway we already get enough attacks (laughs) you know what I mean it's like there's already enough people that you know root for you know failure or just make it a little bit more of an obstacle for women Mm -hmm. or only see women in certain ways Mm -hmm. so I agree that that's also what have been really great is that we love that like Mm -hmm. that champion one another and I I definitely feel that that's super reciprocated so mm-hmm. i'm glad that i have provided that for you mm-hmm. but you've absolutely done that for me mm-hmm. and i've already seen you as somebody that i can you know bring issues to you know like talk mm-hmm. things out with mm-hmm. and that's been so rewarding in and of itself so i feel like do you have you always had those kind of like supportive relationships you know on the
1: womenly side or how have that looked like for you over the years so i think that coming especially like um from you know a hispanic family mm-hmm. um Like, I always think that that's kind of different because I feel like women can sometimes be put into these kinds of roles. And for my uh, journey personally, um, I was married for about 12 years and divorced and nobody ever gets married to get divorced. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the goal about that. Right. Now, in my marriage, there was a little bit of role reversal where I was the one that was always at work. You know what I mean? Now, my husband worked, and he's an incredible father.
0: Absolutely. um,
1: But our marriage should not work out. So what ended up happening there was that when it came time for the divorce, and I had to really, really process this, and I had to take a step back. Now, I have joint custody of my children, but I am a weekend mom. You know, we try to go to dinner once a week. Mm -hmm. I have them every other weekend. This was very difficult. And it's really interesting the amount of shade that I have gotten from people that um, kind of have their ideas of what my life should be. And mm. let me tell you, like I'll be at the hospital working, There's, there's been weeks that I've clocked out a two week time period, you know, 140 hours, whatever. Right. I I'm working really hard, I'm very busy. <laughs> And the thing is, it does not mean that I don't love my children and they're not my focus or, you know, anything like that. I really had to take a step back during my divorce to think about what was going to be best for them. Not what was best for me, what was going to be best for them. And I did not want the divorce to completely just, you know, just damage their lives. Right. So Absolutely. like, you know, with that, like we could have sold the house. So they could have gone to a new school system. They could have, you know, had to deal with making new friends right. on top of having to deal with the divorce. So at the time, I made the decision and, you know, after discussing everything with my ex-husband, we made the decisions that we made. But thank God, like our children are flourishing because of it. And I think that that's a very, you know, important thing to bring up because we talk about motherhood on this show. Oh, you know it. And I feel like not all motherhood is the same. And I, and I do want to bring up my specific, you know, story just so that way people can get an idea of like, okay, like this mom obviously loves her kids, but she's not like, <clears throat> yes, I feel it. it's, it's, it's definitely a different process. Um, but I will say, um, when we talk about support, I am grateful. I have always had support from... My mom and my stepdad who raised me, my brother, and this is kinda wild and crazy because I'll always say, you know, <laughs> we can agree to disagree. My brother is like a hardcore Republican. Like I'm talking like Tucker Carlson kinda crazy. So, okay, But lift him up. Yes. <laughs> but let me just tell you, um, despite our our differences, absolutely. I know that my brother, I can come to him with certain things and he's always gonna uh you know lift me up and provide me with that kind of support because we like to keep it climbing you know right, what I'm mean? yes, exactly that's, that's where i feel that are, you know so when it comes to those kinds of things so just to go back talking about the support and like with this situation like my mom and I had a really deep conversation once and she was like talking to me about when it comes to us having our children and you know we're not just raising children we're truly raising future adults and like they need to be able to function and be successful in society so we need to be able to instill with them like the appropriate coping skills and all that other stuff right but the other thing that she told me that really struck a chord in me was that she was like you need to be able to still maintain your own identity as a mother she's like the time that we have with our children living in our homes is like fleeting right she's like so you don't want to lose yourself so I'm always like what kind of books you reading what right. kind of movies are you watching exactly. what are you into right now you know because it's important for us not to lose ourselves as we are mothering so oh, yeah absolutely
0: sure. Sure. oh and not only do I appreciate you know everything that you shared too but in the process even though it's a women's history month episode I do want to shout out like two things that you mentioned so definitely fathers you know what I mean like they deserve yes. their flowers especially in this case the ones because I know that there's you know um, other ones that are not unique mm-hmm. to your situation mm-hmm. and that are willing to step into that role mm-hmm. we have some in our own family who have been willing to take you know take on that role of you know caring for the children more than just part-time. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not a little thing. So, you know, we definitely mm-hmm. want to shout out all men who have stepped inside, or just any fathers, period. Again, whatever that looks like. Because mm-hmm. for some of them, they are the biological parents. Some of them are bonus dads yes. who have stepped into that role and did it, like, marvelously. So it's just, I definitely want to shout that out. But you also shouted out your brother and I don't think I get sh- a chance to shout out my brother enough. So I also <laughs> want to shout <laughs> out my <laughs> brother. Hey, hey. Because, <laughs> you know, he's also been, and I agree, I think I've also not always Agreed with him on everything and all the things we've done, but I've never ever questioned whether or not he loved me, you know, Mm -hmm. or he supported me and the boy almost delivered me to be Mm -hmm. honest. So that's also an incredible part of our story. He's, like, 15 years older than me, but he was there, like... Like, he almost delivered me at the house. My mom was going into labor. So, like, we... That relationship goes way back, literally, to diapers, obviously, because he was there from the beginning. But it's, like, you know, those invaluable, you know, relationships that also help us, you know what I mean? And help shape who we are. And it was interesting that, you know, as we both mentioned, too, we were definitely shaped by our parents, you know what I mean? And how, you know, what they were... And what they were trying to figure out. And I do love that you also mentioned your mom, because my mom... That's also been an incredible relationship that I've been, like, still working on, cultivating. Mm -hmm. And really, I've learned to see her, you know, not as a sum of, like, her actions, you know what I mean? Or her flaws or just things she's done. And so, like, I feel like I'm sure that's probably happened for you as well. But I'm curious how that's evolved Mm -hmm. over time.
1: Uh, Our parents are just people. And I think that people, obviously, we all make mistakes. There's no... like guidebook for life. I mean, I think that has been one of the best parts as I've continued to age is the relationship that I've had with my parents, especially with my oldest. My oldest is severely mentally handicapped. I am his guardian. I had him when I was a teenager Um, So let me tell you, you know, (laughs) going through nursing school, going to grad school, like it legitimately took a village. Um, And I'm very grateful for all the support that I got, you know, from my family during that time period. Like truly as women, I know that we can be very hard on ourselves for a lot of things. Amen. And I know that we can talk ourselves out of certain things. Um, We can put glass ceilings on ourselves and what we're capable of. So I'm very grateful that I did have such an encouraging support system.
0: Definitely that part. And I think that we can't say that enough, right, to fellow women. It's just that, you know, we do. Sometimes I think we definitely sell ourselves short. And I definitely want to, you know, admit that even as somebody that's sitting here, like, talking to y'all, that doesn't mean that I don't doubt myself. Mm-hmm. That, that's the whole point of why it took me a while to even get out of my own shell mm-hmm. to be able to do things even of this nature, you know, and do Which that. Incredible. Like, I mean, I appreciate it. I'm trying, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying, <laughs> figuring it out, you know, <laughs> flying. But it's like that doubt piece. Oh, like yeah. you definitely, I feel like we do that. And and unless we have people like encouraging us, it's so easy to think that nope, we don't, we don't deserve certain things. You Absolutely. know, that we're not gonna be able to accomplish certain things, and that you know we're not allowed mm-hmm. to be occupy certain spaces. Like, and I think I think it's awesome that you know you challenge that notion. Like it doesn't have to be like you said. Woman does womanhood doesn't have to look a certain way. Neither does motherhood. Like mm-hmm. why is it that society? only... Only puts it like in a certain box, and mm-hmm. that that's the only way it is, and that because and then if you are outside of that, and you challenge that, then you're not allowed to be like celebrated for that. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel like it should be that way. But I'm glad that you know you're bringing light to that, and oh, that, that yeah, it should for
1: sure. Oh, for sure, because I do think that times are changing. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. changing, and you know we we gotta work. Like right. no, at the end I, of the day, yeah, bills gotta we get got, paid. We gotta work. <laughs> right. We gotta work. But at the same time, I'm also really trying to encourage and challenge all of our children to have that kind of thought, like, to be successful, what do I need to do? You know, what am I trying to be motivated that's going to get me to where I want to go or need to go in this life? Mm, Absolutely. Um, And I think that it's hard to have those kinds of conversations with our little people. But, I mean, I'll tell you, even now, my dad will call and leave me messages (laughs) just to be like, I'm really proud of you. I just want to let you know i'm forty four years old, it <laughs> still means the moon to me to hear right. that from my father, so like you know it's very it's very deep, like that yeah,
0: kind of exactly. And we don't stop needing that. You know what I mean? Like in life, I feel like that's the point. Like we always going to need that kind of like support. So it's just wonderful when we can get it from whoever, you know, it is oh, that we yeah. get it and then we can build that up. But I agree that it's always helpful. But then you brought up, like you said, conversations with our little ones, our little tiny humans that we are yeah. trying to, and you got some older yeah. <laughs> humans that you're over there raising yeah. and, you know, developing. Yes. I'm curious what has been some of the most difficult conversation that you've had with them?
1: Well, this is actually, <laughs> so with my old. I will say, since he is pretty much nonverbal, he's actually, you know, that, that, that's like, I don't have to navigate all the social situations with him. So that would be with my youngest that I am trying to navigate some social situations with. He just has a girlfriend now. Oh, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know. I'm like, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. (laughs) We've had to have certain conversations there. I will say that he's had certain other kinds of things come out. Obviously, friends of his are questioning their sexuality, certain things like that. And he's very supportive. And I, I give him a lot of credit because he is is listening to more things uh, I, and i love the story that he kind of told me he asked his girlfriend do you like anyone in our grade and she was like yes and named another student in the class <laughs> oh, no. and you're she, a wrong answer <laughs> and and he she was like well do you like anyone in our grade and he was like yes i like you <laughs> <laughs> So I have oh, no. always had this whole thing with my youngest son, Rowan, who's probably going to murder me if he hears this. <laughs> but um, we talk about practicing communication right. and not playing games. Like we're not going okay. to play games. You know, we, we have to come from a positive headspace right. and we're not trying to, we never know what people, other people are going through. Nope. So say what you mean, say what you need. Right. You know what I mean? And the worst thing someone's going to say is no, or they don't reciprocate or what have you. Um, obviously she reciprocated because, you know, now they're dating, but he's like, like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, he's a straight shooter that one. So I'm like, Exactly.
0: Well, we appreciate that. I mean, I definitely think that I would appreciate having that even on the, you know, Mm -hmm. partner side. So, I mean, and you're, and literally you're just saying it. You're actually raising someone that is now going to be someone else's romantic partner. Like, which is crazy to even think about that. My kids are eventually going to date. So I ain't even trying to go there. You know what I'm saying? I (laughs) want my babies to just be with me. You know what I'm saying? I don't need them to date anybody. I know they're going to want to though. Like I can't stop that.
1: But that's the whole thing is that we have to be able to provide them with uh, the appropriate tools to have positive relationships, not just romantically but in friendships too Oh yeah. where I'm like if you are feeling drained if someone is making you feel bad about yourself if someone you know mm-hmm. all of these emotions and all of these energies that are so hard to navigate as a teen right? you know as a child I mean you want to make sure that they have the ability to be like okay if this friendship is making me feel bad if this relationship is making me feel bad like this, how is this serving me? Mm-hmm. How is this making me better? If it's not then all right, we got to be able to cut that. See, and I appreciate that because that's been an interesting... So I, I
0: love the the communication piece, right? Mm-hmm. And so then... And I've been trying to help my my oldest daughter with the assertive communication because this girl told me that, you know, there have been uh, conversations coming up about identity and about sexuality, mm-hmm. which, again, mind boggles me because this is a fourth grader, though. Mm-hmm. I can understand, like, you know, older, well, yeah, sure, but sure, like, sure, sure, sure. nah, we just need to make mm-hmm. it clear she's in fourth grade. But she was telling me, though, that she would go back and let them know, like, you know, because we had had conversations about where she is with her identity and then she let me know she went back and unfortunately some of them were like well I mean yeah I get you know I get that that's what you're saying and that that's how you feel you are but you're actually missing out like you're not understanding that actually it would be great if you question I'm like excuse me I know we are not so hold on not just peer pressure but y'all putting it on thick like that like so sure. it's incredible to me that she's even having those kind of influences mm-hmm. but that she's even having to defend herself that much you know up against mm-hmm. all of the different things that are happening so I just think it's incredible the things that our children are even exposed to or have
1: to deal with. But I do love, like,
0: equipping them with those tools for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think that that's really the only way that we can kind of protect them is Mm. to really, you know, give them that good, um, like, know who you are, like, you know, feel it if it feels wrong. If you don't feel comfortable with something, like, it's okay. Like, identify these feelings Mm -hmm. and then move from there oh And if you ever need support like obviously we're there to support you know and i know usually we're like oh my (laughs) 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 god underneath it all but you know obviously we want to be able to provide that yep continued support for whatever kind of you know issues that they're going through but i can't even imagine right fourth grade like, i mean come on now like that's yeah. What yeah that's like what i'm saying with that. That's well, pretty wild. and that yeah
0: exactly but and but i love what you're saying too about the protection piece because i feel like that's also what motivates it though is that like we want to be able to you know do that but at the end of the day like that balance of just also letting them live their lives and because they're going to be individuals and they got to mm-hmm. figure things out for themselves mm-hmm. we did you yeah. know and i think that i also love that we weren't afraid we both had another thing that we have in common too is the marriage piece you know what I mean so yes. at one point we were married to you know someone else And unfortunately, it just didn't. You know, for whatever reasons, it didn't work out. It didn't. And we had to not be afraid to also start over, even in the midst of having kids. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's also a big thing. And I know that some people feel like they have not given themselves permission to do that. You have permission. Like, I know that society would say that, you know, work it out. I know you may be even telling yourself, I really want to work it out because we have children together and Mm -hmm. because I would love to maintain this unit. But if it's not working, you know what I mean? And all that, you got to be able to allow yourself that space to do that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And not... not, you know beat yourself up for doing that either? Because you know whatever decision you have to make in your family.
1: Oh, I 100% agree. I think that when if you if you're coming to a place where you're like, okay, we're going to divorce. Yep. I think that it's very very important, and it's very hard to have two parents that are able to do that, but yep. to take that step back and think, okay, what's going to be best for our children during this process? Yep. What can we do that's going to make this the least damaging as possible for about two and a, like two years I'd say I worked in pediatric psychiatry and it was very it was very sad the amount of parents that I would have come in and it was really about them and it wasn't about the child that we needed to help no, no. so like when it comes to those kinds of situations I mean divorce is definitely a loss in itself but Children are also going to feel that. So we have to do what we can to make sure that they're, you know, as cushioned as possible during that transition and that change. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say at this point, my relationship with my children, this is the best our relationship has has ever been. And I'm so appreciative of the time that we do have. And like, you know, maybe I don't get to have the, but I do have quality when I have my time with them. So I am appreciative for that. Yeah, absolutely. For
0: sure. Definitely.
1: And I, and then that was
0: interesting that you even got a chance to mention that because I think that, you know, the work you do is also incredible, you know. Oh, and so, like, you. I mean, thank it ain't, you. you know, I'm so glad that, you know, and it, and that was what, like we said, that was another comment out of the y'all. Like, again, if y'all been keeping track, there's a lot of things that we have in common. <laughs> and Very we, true. and again, never Very met. True. We literally Very live true. a whole separate lives. We get together and I'm like, girl, you been in my head? Like, you yeah. know me, have you? But mental health. So, like, we also share that, you know, not only our appreciation for mental health, just, like, wanting to work in that and just all of that and so, how has, you know, your career, were you always drawn to that? Like, what even got that Oh, spark no, going? this is
1: a great question. I, I appreciate it. Yes. Um, so, with my oldest son, yep. he was diagnosed with autism when he was four. He was nonverbal. They told us, like, he would never be able to go to the bathroom on his wow. own, all kinds of stuff. It was pretty wild. Right. He is able to independently go to the bathroom.
0: I know. Little do y'all know. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: exactly. <Woohoo. laughs> you know, but he's obviously, you know, he's a, our, our special big little man. But when it all started, um, we came to a place when he was around 14. And I will say like with boys around the ages of like, I'd say like 12 to like 15. They'll go through it almost reminds me of like when you're pregnant and you go from like zero to 100 with like emotions and you're like crying. Yep, they'll do that with anger. Mm. But um, it's really just puberty. Like, that's all it is. It's their surge of hormones. So, um, anywho, we ended up having to start him on medications when he was around 14. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge decision for us. And when we started putting him on medications, I had to learn everything that I could about all of the medications that he was on. When I had Nicholas, like, I had him in October of ninety eight. Starting that January, I went back to nursing school. I went full-time even in the summers until I graduated. So I was already working as a nurse, and I loved, like, I, I love nursing, you yep. know? So when we started putting him on medications and everything, I mean, I was reading. I was, right. like, looking at everything. And I had another nurse actually talk to me about going into the psychiatric nurse practitioner uh, track. Right. And I was like, I still have PTSD from undergrad. Right. Like, I'm not about to oh, do, you it. do all that. Right. Give I'm me, me a break. To go back and get my master's. <laughs> exactly. So during this time period, I was actually in therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy. shout out to therapy. stuff to process with Unpack. <laughs> yes. But, um... My therapist was like, "What's you know holding you back from this?" Right. And during this time, I was working on being uh, more assertive uh, for myself and everything. At the time, as a matter of fact, he had given me an assignment, uh, telling me, "Tell people no, don't give them a reason." Oh my gosh, that was a very hard assignment. I <laughs> bet. Um, good one though. <laughs> yeah. Very good. But anyway, he asked me what was holding me back hmm. from going to grad school at the time. And I I questioned myself, like, I didn't know if I was smart enough, I didn't know if I could do it. And he was like, where's this coming from? It was coming from me. Mm. So I realized that I was the one that was keeping me back from all of these things that I was truly capable of. So Mm. I went and, you know, that's, that's how it started. So really, I I just felt like I could have be a resource for other parents that are struggling with either autism or children that have certain situations or needs going on um, during that time period. Right. And obviously with me getting guardianship of Nikki, um, that was a whole other, you know, yep. difficult can of worms that we had to go through and do right. after he turned 18, you know, sure. so um, those were all things. And then after two years um, of working with pediatrics I ended up going into working with the adult population and now I work in the the psychiatric urgent care at St. Vincent mm-hmm. and we deal with a very third you know difficult population uh, a lot of chronic homelessness um, a lot of forensic cases stuff like that um, never a dull moment I will say that for sure right so how did I get here you know what I mean yeah absolutely I definitely feel like uh I try to make as much of a difference as I possibly can. Right. You know, if I help one person, then I've done enough, right? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Sure, it, it matters. Like, it does yeah. matter. Right. And I, I feel like the work you do is very inspiring as well. So it's a kind of just like, it is it is very wild, yeah. us meeting and then having these kinds of things like this. So Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, exactly. And I'm still... Like, I, I think I'd still grapple with it every time, you know what I mean? And I'm still, like, processing, but in the best way, you know yes. what I mean? And and just, and, and again, and also I feel like I never even said the name, but shout-out to the Alisea family, by the way, because that's our lineage. But, like, and shout-out to our father, really, because, you know, I'm glad that you, you know, <laughs> gifted us with this and that, like, you know, even with everything that's happened and that now we have this, but I agree. I think that... It's a lot of that, but the in the, the mental health piece of it, that not only that we are able to do that with others, but that, like you said, many of receive it. So I definitely have been in therapy also. And, you know, as you mentioned, and I feel like, hey, and that's why I'm in school for therapy. So, you know, shout out to hopefully your future favorite therapist, hopefully, you know, coming down line. But I definitely think it's, it's necessary, you know, because as you mentioned there, when you are trying to process a lot of different things, it can be overwhelming, you know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. And so like, yeah, it's, and it's not, so it's not wrong for you to want to get, you know, as we, we already said, we want to give our kids tools and resources Mm -hmm. what's wrong with us also getting them you know and i feel
1: absolutely Oh, absolutely.
0: I don't know that we can get that enough, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I love that you said that as a mental health professional, that you've gotten it, you know what I mean? And that I think there also grows our own appreciation for it. And that clearly we're, you know, practicing what we preach because we've been able to do that also. And I just think, like you said, no one's immune. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like we couldn't all benefit from it in some way, but just because of that different perspective that it gives you too. You know what I mean?
1: absolutely. Step
0: outside yourself. Right.
1: (laughs) I I definitely can say that um, therapy has helped me in so many different ways Areas right. uh, to be able to process, especially in my career. And I think we've talked about it. Right. And I know that a few episodes ago that you talked about, like, you know, is there a pay gap, a gender pay gap? Oh, yes, yes. Up? Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can testify to that. But I will say that with the help of therapy, right. I have been able to advocate for myself in these certain situations to get, you know, my pay to where it should be but I have had situations where I was you know offered or being paid sig- significantly less than other uh individuals that I was working with mm. and was that difficult for me yes it right. was very difficult for me I did advocate for myself though and I did have other champions that were there that also could vouch for my work mm. that you know felt that you know that I was doing um Well at what I you know, I was training the other people that they hired. Absolutely. You know, at the higher rate. So anywho, I was we were able to get all that stuff situated and fixed eventually. Right. And, you know, I again, I feel like without therapy I probably would not have been able to do all of those things and been like hey wait a minute this is wrong we need to talk about this we need to discuss this because this isn't right absolutely and I definitely think and I'm glad you brought
0: it up because yes we're going back to like how women have been seen by society like oh, it definitely it goes all the way back we do live in a capitalistic world you know yeah. so like which breeds competition that yeah. your value is based on your productivity and so you know and all those things but also like what was interesting is that even in this episode how we've talked about like domestic care work you know and to be honest I mean in America you don't Get paid for that, so like mm-hmm. you know, that's why it's, it's funny when you hear the jokes about like you're babysitting your own kids. It almost feels that way because, like, I mean, at this point, it's something that is not seen as you know something that has value, even though it absolutely does. Like caring for our children, but unfortunately, no. And like it presents obstacles, even you know having to do that. So like, if you even want to advance in your career, you're gonna have to find care for it because absolutely. you know our kids gotta absolutely. get taken care of. So as- it's just absolutely. ironic, like right, the different loopholes that you're having to jump through that you know you should be getting you know cared for but unfortunately just you know where we live that's not the case mm-hmm. so i'm glad that you shed light on that because i definitely am glad you know as women no it's not super simple no. it's not easy for any of us really no. to navigate the spaces in our country but also just you know as a woman to have that added layer mm-hmm. so like was that one of the main times that you've ever seen it like really play out as a woman like discriminatory practices against you as a woman or like
1: oh i had i i had several situations okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had several situations Where I was the only Hispanic female working in this uh, facility, I was making 17.5 less than my uh, Caucasian counterparts, which Mm. I was like, wow, that's pretty significant. Right. But I did, you know, um, address that. Yes. (laughs) With HR and everything else, and it Man. did take one year, and again, I was able to talk to others, and they did champion for me, but it take, did take one year before that was changed. Mm. I also had a, a situation where I was offered a position, and they did not know that I knew one of the other NPs that... Mm. Um, was working there I had significantly more experience in this other NP and they offered me ten dollars less an hour than he was making and I get <laughs> it like I get it yep. uh you know the thing is we have to know our worth and we have to be able to go out there and let people know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable hello you know, I'm gonna take this or I'm not gonna take this and I think that as women they really do feel like at times they can they can lowball us or they're right. you know Oh, I think we can get her for this amount or that amount. You just have to, you know, the worst thing that they they anyone can tell you is no. Right. So if you're gonna if you're going into that situation for negotiations or anything like that, I say shoot for the moon. Right. The worst thing that someone's gonna tell you is no. Yes. And no, it's not gonna kill you. No, you know it's not. I mean? No, it's not. I love health, I love talking about healthy rejection because you know you never know what's right. gonna happen. it. The only thing you can do is ask.
0: Exactly, because if you do feel like you're getting ripped off, most likely you are. So like, (laughs) that's that's the thing. We already not a lot of us aren't getting paid what we deserve. You know what Mm I mean? And so like, but it's great. I'm glad the advocacy. I'm glad that came Mm -hmm. out. And honestly, I've had to struggle with that too. I even had a friend of mine who's like, you know, and shoot, that's also part of my village, and was just saying how she like learned how to negotiate. She younger than me, you know, out here killing it. You know what I mean? And learning how to like negotiate higher packages. And honestly, when I was her age, I didn't. You know, I just Mm -hmm. thought you get whatever you get. You know. Whatever you receive, you're supposed to just take that. You are not allowed to exit. There is no wiggle room. I had no idea about all this. Like, Mm -hmm. that these negotiating factors and that, you know, and also the experience part. Like, I think I've definitely downplayed that. Like, no, actually, I do have experience. I kind of happen to do know what I'm talking about. But also, I've been in this field long enough. Like, I've been doing these things. But also, like, that opportunity is there. And if you really want me or value as me an employee, you'll act accordingly. But I think it's, like, incredible that you just shed light and gave us a real-life example of how, no, sometimes women really are lowballed. Like, that's (laughs) incredible. that we live in a world but no that's still happening and so that's why it's like yes we may have had things like in the 70s right where that typical like women you know in the house cooking like you know we see it go like that and obviously we've challenged that in many ways but it's also incredible that now that women are in the workforce they're doing things but they're still not always getting the treatment that they deserve to Mm -hmm. be quite honest and in the process our society doesn't help that when they also fuel those thoughts that you should think less of yourself or that you know you aren't bomb you bomb out here, women, you know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> yes, like, yes, you are. Yes. You know, you deserve all the things and all the happy things, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that's also obviously been a journey for us, too, is that, yeah, like, with, you know, professionally, but also personally. You know what I mean? I'm still trying to chase happiness. What is that thing? What is that elusive thing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And what does it look like? And honestly, you've been a great source of happiness for me. Oh, well, thank you. So, Same yes, here. yes. Yes. And it's just like cultivating that, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, how have you also been like, you know, just focusing on the pieces, like, you know, what money can buy and what it can't.
1: (laughs) Well, I think and I I really appreciated your episode uh, when you discussed gratitude Mm. um, and practicing gratitude. Um, So regardless of money, less money, right, more money, you know. Yeah, really. I really try to practice Gratitude myself. There you go. I really feel like the only way that you can really cultivate happiness is by really appreciating the positive things in your life. Whether that's your health, whether that's your family, whether that's like, wow, my sheets feel really great this morning. Oh, you know yes. What I mean? Come on now. This meal is delicious. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever that is, you enjoy those moments. And that way you can reflect on these positive things that you have in your life. And it, it really does bring out this graciousness, this gratitude, this form of happiness. Mm. And I do think that that is a very positive uh, way to practice being happy.
0: Oh, my gosh, exactly. And I love that you said it's not always big things. Sometimes it is a small thing. I do remember one time my heat stopped working in the middle mm-hmm. of the winter, and I was like, oh, my gosh, see what I'm saying? I haven't even been realizing how grateful I am for just heat. Oh, my God, I'm cold as hell. I'm so, cold. It's so true. Somebody, like, what are we gonna it's do now? True. Like, turn it's on the so oven. True. Yes, and so, like, yeah, just those small comforts. Yeah. But I agree that it challenges your perspective. The minute you give yourselves that chance, y'all, to just do that, mm-hmm. you know, you do. You open up a whole new world, and like, you know, it, it's just it, it is truly the same world, but you're seeing it with different eyes. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. And so, like, yeah, and it, it does give you that.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I 100 I percent agree. As a matter of fact, you and you don't even realize when you start practicing. Uh, gratitude. You don't even realize until something happens and you're yep. like, oh that's funny. I sadly had my car broken into this is a couple years ago. Ooh,
0: Lord, I would have.
1: And In there my significant other uh he was like Oh my gosh! Your car got broken into, and I was like, "I'm so glad they didn't break the windows."
0: <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> "What? Right?
1: What in the hell?" <laughs> I was just like very like happy that you know they didn't. They got. Have I'm just saying, there's a like, the silver lining. Yeah, yes. They broke into the car, but like you know, they didn't break anything. I was like real happy about that. It <laughs> like, was but like, it's true.
0: I would have been as well because that was actually the opposite experience for me. I was mad that they did break it. I'm like, damn, really, y'all? Come on, now you couldn't get in another way come on so yes i agree (laughs) but yes yeah absolutely because and I do love it because obstacles are going to come you know what I mean so like Mm -hmm. we know that now are we going to be without difficult situations no you know what I mean are we going to not be challenged in our life absolutely not but it's just like giving us ourselves that chance and that space Mm -hmm. to be able to like when it does come right that it doesn't overpower us or it doesn't overtake us you know what I mean that we could do that so yeah I'm very glad that it does that but I also just wanted to say and uh, make sure that you also get people that like support your craft I also love that you keep mentioning the episodes y'all see what I'm saying like this my sis and she can let y'all know about all episode so she clearly is a supporter like in life but I mean it has been dope and honestly that is what meant the world to me so when I was telling y'all like I just love the feedback i have already getting shout out to anybody that listens this is what I mean though it has been incredible like when I go and I step foot in your house and you mentioned an episode that I did like girl thank you you know what I mean that you even you took the time you know what I mean like you could have you could have not like you could have just said you know like good job on that endeavor but for you to really tap in i can like bounce ideas off of you like it's not there's you don't put a price tag on that kind of support level oh, you know what no. i mean and you didn't have to but oh, you just no. it's just I, who you are
1: yes like i i'm so i'm so proud of you for doing this <laughs> i think that it's absolutely incredible i uh, you just you never cease to amaze and i'm just like i have to Same. give you so yeah. much credit my nieces are the most beautiful girls <laughs> My sister is just so incredible. We keep it climbing.
0: Yeah, We, we don't going keep going it coming Y'all I keep We're hearing up. We about to put that on the shirt Y'all <laughs> Exactly Definitely and, and, and that's what I feel as well You know mm-hmm. so I just definitely think Like it's just great And that's what y'all need to have You know what I mean Just people in your life Because I feel equally as inspired I mean I definitely do And I just think it's great to I can't have that enough You know what I mean mm-hmm. Just people like Inspiring me Challenging me Like supporting me But then also like And that we can do that With other people more You know what mm-hmm. I mean Because it's already not that easy To do mm-hmm. it You know and I know you alluded To it a little bit But just I'm sure in your job It's been very taxing. And so, like, oh, yeah. yeah, probably shout out mm-hmm. to all the nurses, anybody in the medical field, but let alone nurses, nurse practitioners at mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And even what does that look like? I know some people may not know the distinction between that, but mm-hmm. I know that, you know, what does it mean that you, with your added layer of being a nurse practitioner? So,
1: with uh, being a nurse practitioner, um, our role, we're able to evaluate, diagnose, prescribe a medication. So, like, yep. I have a DEA number and stuff mm, like that. Okay. I'm able to do. Uh, most things a physician can do, right. I just get paid like a third of what they do. Mm, okay. <laughs> Typically, what happens? Hey, pretty much. Now, they do have another layer of responsibility, whether that's like accepting patients at hospitals yeah. or they have the power to probate to courts uh, for a patient to be forced to take medications and stuff like that. Right. Um, it's difficult, though, because uh, sadly, we're just not like – we're not making as many doctors as we used to. Yeah. So people are not going into the medical field like they, they used, used to. Yep. And even for nursing right now, the shortage has been so bad. I think they're projecting this nursing shortage to be through 2040. But for some reason, like everyone's like being NPs are like on the upswing right now. Okay. Uh, um like yes, uh, I went to school for like eight years oh, I think, total yep. for um, my education and everything like that. So it was very hard, but I'm I'm very lucky right. that I was able to do it, and I I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not proud of myself because I... I yeah, you am, better.
0: Exactly. Toot, toot, toot that horn real quick.
1: <laughs> yes. Because,
0: yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't a small feat to do, but I'm glad that, like, in the yes. process, now you're able to do all of these great things. And you went from thinking you couldn't even do it and look at you now. You know, I know.
1: what I mean? So, like, exactly. Great? And yeah. that's the thing. I, I do want to touch on that, too, is that I feel like there have been so many different odd situations where you will meet people. Like, your whole life, people are going to tell you what you're not capable of. Yep. And that's something that I have... You know, talked with you know my kids and stuff about. Um, but people are always going to hate. People are always going to tell you you can't do this, so you can't do that. It all stems, I do believe, from a place of jealousy. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Negativity. That's not what you want to be
0: around. No, and that's
1: not. You know, uh, yeah. No. And it's
0: not what you deserve to be right. around. Like.
1: So so if you have that faith, if you believe in yourself, whatever it is that you want to accomplish. I truly feel that we are all capable. Yep. You know? Like yes. truly. So I mean Exactly right. We're walking
0: examples of it, but it, and I do love what you said because it also stems back back to that worth, you know. And so, like, please know that you have it. You know, I know that maybe you may have grown up with different, you know, beliefs. Maybe you heard negative messages. You know what I mean? Maybe you're saying those negative messages to yourself. You know, and it's just like that's why we have to challenge those beliefs because we do. We are worth a lot more. And Absolutely. I think that too often we don't. We either don't remind ourselves of that, or we are not like giving ourselves enough messages to hear that. So like, instead of that, we're not. We're hearing everything else that and we're allowing ourselves to accept the belief that we are worth less when we're not like never I don't want that to ever be anyone's experience and I feel like that's what I also been loving about the show is just bringing that message out so however y'all are hearing it that's what I want you to hear the loudest is about that and that please challenge any notion that says otherwise because you are worth so much more
1: oh absolutely absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. So definitely. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, if you had any other advice pieces or any other things that you had wanted to let the good people know, you know, I'm just curious if you had any other tidbits or anything else that you wanted to, you know, let people know about.
1: Well, actually, for... Saint Vincent where I currently am, we do have a 24-hour like urgent care, psychiatric urgent care. Okay. I know that it can be a long wait to get into a psychiatrist currently or anything right. like that. So if anyone is feeling or having a difficult time and they feel like they can't wait for the appointment or what have you, um, you know, please come down and see us at Saint Vincent. We always have a provider on 24 hours a day, so we are there and I will give you that telephone number here. I also wanted to bring up one more thing, and I know that this can be a touchy subject to just kind of add at the bottom or the end of the show here. <laughs> um, but I did want to talk about um, talking to our children when we have um, when we're navigating this really difficult time. If we have children that are ever talking about suicide, um, I think that it's really important to put kind of like an imagery on this, um, for them to kind of understand when we talk about suicide or not wanting to be here, when it comes to emotional pain, uh, people have a hard enough time talking about their feelings as it is. Right. So when we're trying to get this out of our children, why would you say something like that? Why are you feeling this way? Where is this coming from? Our emotions can be so powerful that we can take whatever we're feeling at that moment as a hundred percent fact. So Like, how many times have you had a situation with your oldest where you're like, Uh, Hello. (laughs) I love you so much. And then you're like, I'm going to murder you. (laughs) So when we have these feelings, we feel them at 100% fact. Same thing for our kids. But the only thing that's very true about our feelings is that they're always in motion. Mm. So like, how we're feeling right now on this Monday while we're recording this show next Monday, it's going to be a different feeling our feelings are like clouds. They're always in motion. Mm. So I always think that it's an important kind of um, thing to talk to your children about. So that way, when they are feeling they're most alone, um, that they can kind of remember that our feelings are like clouds. And hopefully, right, you know, things are always going to be changing and always in motion. Absolutely.
0: And I'm very glad you brought that up. I also wanted to re-also emphasize, you know, what you also mentioned earlier as a mom of, you know, two children, but also one with special needs. And I think mm-hmm. that I also want to give a special shout-out to anyone, any caretakers of those with special needs, but also especially parents. You know, because oh, I'm sure that comes with its own, like you, as you alluded to, you know, its own level of unique patients. So I wouldn't even call it just regular patients. Like, this is, like, a different type, you know? So, oh, like, yeah. these are special sets of skills that yes. you now have. Yes. Yes. And I just think, and it was interesting to me too, like what you just, how you just mentioned about emotions, but then also how your child does deal with emotions once again, which are actually quite in in fact, quite normal. They just may not look normal to others. You know, they were feeling very normal things. And so I think that that's when it's especially vital to be able to know how to deal with emotion regulation and what they are and to know that at the end of the day, it's okay to have them. You know yes. what I mean? Like, and then yes. despite that. So yes. I'm very glad you brought that yes. up. Yes and how that plays right. out
1: absolutely because i do think that we need to talk about emotional regulation with kids yep and like i've had I, i've had kids come into the office i'm so depressed like, oh, when did no. this depression start right at lunchtime today <laughs> you know well, that's not really That's <laughs> not how that works yeah you're just sorry. having like a bad a bad <laughs> afternoon yes. yeah but let's talk about it and yep. let's find out what's going on so like it, it is very interesting but yep. being able to pull that out and, and discuss it. I also recommend if parents are trying to find out what's going on with their kids to have that conversation later uh, in the evening, mm. not right after they come home from school. Cause usually you're like, Oh, how was your day? And they're like, fine. Great. Talk to you later. Get homework, at this, do <laughs> exactly. this." So just give them some time. And then that's when you kind of ask. And You want to ask different kinds of questions like, Mm -hmm. who did you eat lunch with today? Right. You know, what are you learning about? Who did you sit next to? What did you guys talk about? You know yep. what I mean? And then you'll start hearing more and more things coming out so that way you can kind of have more of an idea of what's going on in their day to day.
0: Oh, I absolutely agree mm-hmm. because that's what I've learned too. It's just those other pieces and then, you know, which, which may seem like the smaller pieces, but then you end up learning about greater things in yes. the process. So I yes. feel like that is super, super vital. And I think what was great about speaking of tools and toolbox and equipping them with resources, you even mentioned like the fact that when they come in and they, they said depression, but really it was more like an emotion like yes. equipping them with the proper language because the thing is though they do hear the word depression a lot they do hear anxiety yes or like oh that's your ocd acting up yeah. when actually it's not ocd some people really are dealing with ocd and no it doesn't look like some little quick thing that they do no it's actually a debilitating thing that they have to deal with all the time so us just casually throwing around these words and these mental disorders when for some people that's a real reality yes. is something that we also need to educate people on
1: oh absolutely so, I yes. absolutely agree. Yes. So, yeah,
0: so we can't do that enough, you know? And so like, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm very glad you brought that up. And so again, like I definitely think that with mental health, there's just so much there to explore, to mm-hmm. be able to do, and we can do it, you know, both in our professional worlds, but I also love, like you said, how we can just do that at home, you know, and mm-hmm. what it could even look like and, you know, make sure that we don't miss those opportunities to mm-hmm. tap in mm-hmm. to the things that are going on with our children. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, yes. Absolutely. Great. So, um, so I'm going to shout out St. Vincent one Let's more do time. It. Let's do it. Uh, it's an urgent care for 18 and older. Yep. Uh, if anyone is needing services, area code 216-363-2538. Look at that. Y'all heard that.
0: Bam. So, yes. And if the good pe- if there's anybody that, like, related to anything that you talked about, if they want to reach out, should they also just call the hospital? Should they reach out to me?
1: Oh, they could do either.
0: Okay great so. so yes they could do that all right y'all heard it because in case y'all resonated with anything but as always we not only appreciate you thank you so much sis thank you coming thank on y'all. the so, yes. we are super super excited and like we said we just want to give a special you know shout out to all women this month but also shout out to anyone you know what I mean that's listening that's supporting we always it, it always as y'all can see it means the world to me um but it definitely you know like in general I'm just glad that we're all having these conversations oh, yeah. so if any of this resonated with you thank oh, yeah. you that's why we made it you know what I mean we just want you to know that you're in community you know you know that you know you got some fellow people up here that's going through a lot of similar things and that we could do this together you know and so let's keep doing that so if you all have any ideas things y'all want to see in the future like i said please always feel encouraged to reach out um facebook i'm on facebook and instagram with the uh, santana says like you you should be able to find everywhere but on instagram it has a underscore at the end of it so santana says with one underscore facebook we got a page if you want to connect there wherever you want to go find me hit me up because i would love to like connect more with you and learn more from the people that are listening so thank you for tuning in today every time and also check in every other friday because we're gonna do it again (laughs) and bring you something else thank
1: you